Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for January 25th, 2023. So what we're doing, we're starting the year off this year with studying the miracles of Jesus. We're going through each miracle, and I'm telling you, this is going to be amazing. As we're going through the miracles, people are being built up and edified and educated and inspired. And so we're reminded that we serve a God who can do all things. This morning, we're looking at this miracle where Jesus spoke to a storm. And in the middle of a storm, first of all, he wasn't moved by the storm. We looked at yesterday that he slept through the storm. Say, I can sleep through every storm. You can sleep through the storms that arise in your life. And today, we're going to tell you that you can cannot be moved by what you see. Say that. Say, I am not moved by what I see. Get ready for the word. All right, let's get ready for the word this morning. We're learning that we can sleep through the storm. We're learning that we don't have to be moved by what we see. And so we're going to get into this miracle once again. We've also been looking at um, Psalms 126 and verse 4. Let me read this for you before we get into the miracle. The Bible says, this is a, a word that was spoken over my church that we're standing on for this year, and I'm going to share it with you. Now, Lord, I love it. Do it again. Say, do it again. Put that in the chat. Say, do it again. Restore us, Father, to our former glory. There was a time where, where we maybe worshiped on another level, believed you on another level, lived by faith on another level, got into the word on another level, right? But along the way, life happens. People just get comfortable with where they are. Get, they get comfortable with God. They don't go into their prayer closet as much as they used to. Things happen, right? Matter of fact, especially when you have more stuff, like, like before when you had to believe God for everything and you didn't have anything, you would just believe in God. But now that you're comfortable financially and that kind of thing, people just get comfortable, but no, we're going back. Lord, say, Lord, do it again. Get, take us back to our former glory. Get, we're going to get back in this season, 2023, to a point where we're believing God. We're trusting God. We're looking unto him. He is the author and the finisher, the creator and the sustainer, the beginning and the end. He's the God of our yesterday. He's the God of our right now and the God of our not yet. I'm talking about we, we believe God for everything. Say amen to that. Lord, do it again. Restore us to this former glory. And the Bible says, make streams of your refreshing God flow over us until every dry heart is drenched again. Say no dry places. Put that in the chat. No dry places for me. We're going to have no dry places in our heart. We're going to believe God to be drenched again. Y'all got it? All right. So now let's get into the miracle. Mark chapter four, beginning at verse 35. The Bible says that day at evening, and so it was evening. Jesus had already preached and taught all day. He taught a bunch of parables. He was physically tired. He tells his disciples, hey, guys, come on. We're going to the other side of the lake. So they left the crowd behind and went with Jesus into the boat. And Jesus was there. And there were also other boats with them. And a very bad storm came. There was wind that came that rose up. And there was a storm that, that came upon the lake. And water was coming up, up up over the sides of the boat, and the boat was taking on water till it was almost full of water. While this was going on, Jesus was asleep in the hinder part of the ship with his head on a pillow. Jesus was knocked out sleeping. And the disciples came. These were people that were time-tested fishermen. They, they had spent lots of time on the water, and they thought they were going to die. And they went and woke up Jesus, and they said, Master, Master. He was like, what's up? Hmm? What, what's going on? Hey, 
Don't you even care that we're about to die? The boat is taking on water. We're about to die. What are you doing? And Jesus got up. He went, he rebuked the wind. He spoke to the sea. Peace be still. Everything quieted down. People on the boat was like, oh my God, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? And then he looked at the disciples and said, what is wrong with you? Why did you fear? Where is your faith? Come on, man. What is, what's wrong? Why are you living like that? Don't you? I said we're going to the other side and I'm on the boat with you. Why do you think that you're going to die? So what does this mean? For you today, I have three things to share with you this morning. As I get into these three things, I want you to open up your heart to receive. This is where you need to lock in. You ready? All right, three things. Number one, here we go. The goal is to be led by God's spirit in all things at all times. The goal is for you and I to be led by God's spirit in all things at all times. Say that, say that, put that in the chat. Say, I'm led by the Holy Spirit. You gotta be led by the Holy Spirit every moment of every day. Let's talk about it. As we study the miracles of Jesus, one of the things as we go by miracle by miracle by miracle, one of the things that you're going to learn is how Jesus lived. And how did Jesus live? Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit in all things at all times. So so there were times where uh, I love, I love uh, like as an example, uh, if you if you know, if you can look at a map from back then, Jesus set up his ministry headquarters in Capernaum. And, and uh, Jesus and his team made a lot of trips to Jerusalem. Now, Capernaum was here. Jerusalem was here. In between, there was Samaria. And, and the Jews had no dealings with the Samaritans. And so, so the, Jesus and his team never walked through Samaria because they had no dealings with them. They actually had to go all the way around Samaria. Uh, and so they would go this way, stay with, in Bethany and Mary, Martha, and Lazarus's house whenever they went to Jerusalem. And to go back home, they had to go all the way around Samaria again. Well, one day Jesus was praying because he went off in the morning to pray by himself. He, he got his orders from headquarters. Put that in the chat. Say, I get my orders from headquarters. This particular morning, he got his orders from headquarters. He came back to the team and say, hey, guys, today we must need, I must need go through Samaria. He said, I know we don't normally go through Samaria, but today we're going through Samaria. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is leading me to do it. There were times where Jesus walked in like the man that was at the pool of Bethesda. Hundreds of sick people were there. Jesus was led by the Holy Ghost. What did he do? He healed one man. That's it. He walked past hundreds of sick people and he only healed one man. Why? Because he was led by the Holy Spirit to only heal one man. Other times he healed everybody. Why? Because he was led by the Holy Spirit to heal everybody. I'm saying that you got to be led by the Holy Spirit. There were times where Jesus, when the Pharisees and the Sadducees showed up, there were times where Jesus slipped out into the crowd. He avoided them. He, he dipped out. Right? Why? Because he was led by the Holy Ghost to dip out. There were other times where Jesus confronted them. He said, your father and my father are not the same father. Your father is the devil. Oh, snap. Jesus said that. Yes, he did. Why? Why did he say that? Because he was led by the Holy Spirit. He was led by the Holy Spirit to dip out. He was led by the Holy Spirit to confront. He was led by the Holy Spirit to heal one man. He was led by the Holy Spirit to heal them all. He was led by the Holy Spirit to teach parables. And on this particular day, he was led by the Holy Spirit to go to the other side. The Holy Spirit had already revealed to Jesus that there's this man in the land of Gad, of the Gadarene that's possessed with a whole legion of demons. Hey, son, I need you to go over there. Jesus left where he was with the crowd, got into a boat, went to the other side, healed this man, cast out a, a legion of demons. We're going to see that in a minute they, uh, in this series. And then he got back into the boat, came back to the other side to heal Jairus's daughter and the woman with the issue of blood. He was led by the Holy Spirit in all things. Along the way, a storm arose. Jesus was not moved by the storm. 
Why? Because he was only moved by the Spirit. Jesus was led by the Holy Ghost. And so when they woke him up, Jesus was like, what's wrong with y'all? He spoke to the storm. He rebuked the, 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 the wind and, and boom, everything calmed down. And why? Because he was led by the Holy Spirit to do it. Listen, why was he sleeping? Because he was tired. He was physically tired from all of this ministry, and he knew that he still had a lot more ministry to do. And so he was looking for the disciples to be somewhat like him. He was frustrated with them because they did not exhibit any faith. When you live by faith, you're living off of what God is revealing, not by what's happening down here in this world. And he was frustrated. He was looking for faith from them. He was frustrated because they were more focused on the storm than on what Jesus said. To live by faith effectively, you got to live like Jesus lived. You got to learn to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. And then you got to meditate and meditate on God's word day and night because the word of God contains the, the character, the attributes, and the nature of God. So the more word of God you know, the better you're going to get to know the God of the word, right? And so, so you're learning God's character, attributes, and nature. You're learning God's will and his ways through the Bible, through the word. And so, so you read the word of God, which is what God said, with the intent of hearing what God is saying to you today. So, so for you to be led by the spirit, so you have to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. You have to spend time meditating and medicating on the word of God. And then you cannot be moved by what you see. You cannot be moved. That's why 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and 18, what's in the unseen realm has to be more real to you than what's in the scene. And so you cannot be moved by what you see. Jesus was not moved by the storm because he already knew what the father had revealed to him. And Jesus was frustrated that the disciples were not on the same page. If you want to be the man or the woman that God has called you to be in 2023 in this season, you must learn to be led by the spirit in all things. Say that. Say, put this in the chat. I am led by the spirit in all things. I'm led by the Holy Spirit in all things at all times. I'm, I'm living my life based on Matthew 4 and 4, every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And I'm not going to be moved by what I see with these eyes. I'm only going to be moved by what God said. Now, between where I'm at and where God is leading me, storms may come. Between, you know, I believe I receive amen, and there it is, storms may arise. Things may get worse before they get better. Circumstances may come. Circumstances may go. But I cannot be moved by what I see with these eyes. I can only be moved by what God said. Say amen to that, all right? Number two, you cannot allow your internal state to fluctuate based on external conditions. Say that. Put that in the chat. I will not allow my internal state to be based on external conditions. Now, you can't do that because external conditions are always going to be changing. In this world, I mean, like, people are up today, down to tomorrow. People are up today, down today, right? The, the economy can change. The storms, the, the weather will change. People will change. You know what I'm saying? People will change on you in a New York minute. And so you cannot be moved by things that are always changing. You have to have some level of stability. Put that in the chat. Say, I am strong and stable. You got to have a, a certain level of stability. Stability. The Bible teaches us to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. So er, external circumstances and situations are always changing. And people are always changing. The people that are closest to you right now may turn on you. Right, right. At the end of the day, people that that not everyone who is with you is for you. So people change, circumstances change, things change. 
So if your internal state is contingent upon external conditions, if you need all the external conditions to be right for you to do the will of God, you're never going to do the will of God because things are not going to always be right. And so, so you just have to be right on the inside, no matter what's happening on the outside. So if your internal state is contingent upon external conditions, then that's terrible because the external conditions you cannot control. You cannot control the attitudes of people. You cannot control uh, uh, what's happening around you. And so if your internal state is based on external conditions, you know what's going to happen? You're going to live a life like a roller coaster. Uh, so, so, so you're going to be up in the morning and down in the afternoon, up this week and down next week. Your life is just going to be driven from pillar to post, from, from place to place. Why? Because you are living internally based on what's happening externally. And that's why during COVID-19, as an example, people were freaking out as Christians. And I was like, why? Why? I mean, God hasn't changed. God is still God. What God said to you hasn't changed. Why are you freaking out? Because you're allowing what's on the outside to affect what's on the inside. You can have peace on the inside no matter what's happening outside of you. Jesus was not moved by external conditions. The storm was raging. What was Jesus doing? He was knocked out sleeping in the hinder part of the ship with his head on a pillow, right? And so, so you cannot be moved. Say, I am not moved by external conditions. Say that. He was only moved by the Holy Spirit. This is why you got to know what God is saying to you in 2023. And then you can't allow the circumstances around you to change what you believe in God for. Listen, things are going to happen. God is, God is going to speak something to you about your career or about your marriage or about your children or about your business. You believe it. You receive it. Now, you think that because God said it, everything is just going to be hunky-dory. Everything is just going to turn out great. Well, things may get worse before they get better. And if things get worse before they get better with your children, with your marriage, with your career, with your health, with your business, if things get worse before they get better, now what are you going to do? Are you going to be moved by what's happening or are you going to go back to what God said? Wait a minute. What did God say? Hey, babe, come here for a minute. We got to stand on what God said. You, you remember? Do you believe God said that? Yeah, I believe. You sure? God said, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, well, if, if God said it, God is not a man. God cannot lie. He's not the son of man. He cannot repent. God's not going to change his mind. God, I mean, nothing has changed. God has. God is not going to leave us. God is not going to forsake us. God is not going to turn his back on us. God is not going to relax the grip that he has on us. God is still God. His word is still true. His promise is still good. Come on now. And so you got to remind yourself sometimes of what God said. You have to go back to what God said. Jesus said, hey guys, we're going to the other side. Why are you freaking out like we're going to die? We can't die. I already said we're going to the other side. I've already seen ourselves on the other side. I already have an assignment on the other side. What is wrong with y'all? Why are you moved by what's happening externally? You got to be at peace on the inside. You got to know what God said and believe what God said and stand on what God said. And you can't allow what you see to change what you said. You got to say what God said until you see what God said and the church said, amen. Say amen to that. While everything around you is changing, you got to learn how to be steadfast and unmovable on the inside, reminding yourself of what God said, standing on, on what God said. If you believe God spoke or God revealed, God, however God got you, whatever he said, God cannot lie. If God said it, it has to come to pass. So you cannot be moved by what you see with your natural eyes. 
It, you can acknowledge what's happening. Okay, hey, this is happening. Oh, I feel this in my body, but I know what God said. Hey, this is happening with our kids. Let's address it, but I know what God said. Hey, this is happening in the business. Ugh. You see, you can't fix what you don't want to address. You, you, what you don't want to acknowledge, you're not going to be able to overcome it. So let's acknowledge it. I mean, don't don't act like it's not there. Okay, like, uh, 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 let me just pause right here for a minute uh, um, to explain something about faith and what I just said. The Bible says we serve a God that calls those things which be not as though they were, meaning that this is where you are right here, and this is where God called you to be, and God calls the end from the beginning. So God speaks to your to-be stage from your right-now stage. So God calls those things which be not as though they were. What you don't want to do is call those things that are as though they are not. I remember there was a person in our church a long time ago. I was in Georgia, and he had a broken arm. I said, oh, your arm is broke. Let me believe God with you for a quick healing. Steady recovery, complete recovery, full functionality. He said, my arm ain't broke. The devil is a liar. My arm ain't broke. Ooh, the devil is a liar. My arm ain't broke. I said, your arm is not broken? He said, mm -mm, my arm ain't broke. All right, well, forget it. Then I walked away. I was like, this dude has no understanding of faith. You're, what you're doing is you're refusing to acknowledge the situation. You're, you're, if your arm is not broke, then take the cast off. Your, your arm is obviously broken. Now, what we can do is believe God for a quick healing. What we can do is if they say it takes six weeks, we can believe God for it to be done in three, right? We can, but don't act like it's not there. Jesus didn't say there's no storm. There's no storm. No, he looked at the storm. He spoke to the storm. He addressed the storm. Faith is not you. I, there's some people that are so, oh my gosh. There's some people that are so super spiritual that they can't even function in this world. Listen, you can acknowledge, okay, this is a situation with my, my business. This is not good. My situation with my family, situation with my kids, situation with my body. This is what the doctors are saying or the lawyers are saying or the bank is saying or whatever. Okay, got it. I acknowledge it, but I know what God said. Or right, now that I acknowledge it, I'm going to go back to what God said and I'm going to stand on what God said and I'm going to believe what God said and I'm going to declare what God said and I will not allow what's on the outside to get on the inside. Let me say something about what Jesus did. I love it. This is what Jesus did. Jesus had peace on the inside while there was a storm raging on the outside and the disciples had allowed what was on the outside to get inside of them. Ooh, let me slow down on this point. This is going to be good. When I got this point, I wanted to high five myself this morning. So what was happening on the outside got inside the disciples and they woke up Jesus. Now Jesus had peace on the inside of him. And so Jesus stood up in the storm. He had peace on the inside. There was craziness going on on the outside. The disciples had allowed what was on the outside to get inside of them. Jesus said, no, no, no. Let me teach y'all how to live, guys. You can't allow what's on the outside to get on inside of you. What you're supposed to do is release what's on the inside of you into the environment. Oh, come on now. So since he had peace, he said, peace, be still. Whew. Everything calmed down. Why? Because he released what was in him out into the environment, not the other way around. I'm telling you, look at me for a minute. You can, you're walking around with God on the inside of you. Listen, you can walk into every meeting, conversation, and activity. You can walk into a conference room or a boardroom. You can get on a Zoom call or a WebEx call, and you release what's on the inside of you into that environment, and you don't allow what's in that environment to get inside of you. You are the influencer. You're not the influence. You're here to change the world, not the other way around. You are a world changer. You're, you're an atmosphere Center. Come on now. You're supposed to go into an environment and say, God is here. You're the one that's supposed to release what's inside of you into that environment and don't allow what's in that environment to get inside of you. And so, so that's how we're supposed to live. Say amen to that. Jesus expressed his frustration 
with the disciples because they were not living by faith. They were allowing what was in, on the outside to get inside of them and not the other way around. All right, so number three, last point for today. God wants you to deal with the root of the issue. Say, I will deal with the root. As a born-again believer, you have to deal with the root of the issue. So let's talk about that for a minute. Jesus always dealt with the root. Now, whenever you're dealing with a circumstance or a situation, there's the fruit and there's the root. There's the symptoms and there's the cause. Jesus always dealt with the root of the issue. Let me explain. Uh, one time, Jesus is walking up and there was a man who brought his son to the disciples and they couldn't heal the boy. And the, this, this, this young boy, he um, was dealing with epileptic seizures. And whenever he had a seizure, he would fall to the ground and shake violently. And sometimes he even fell to the ground in a fire and got burned in the fire because of these epileptic seizures. Now, if you would see that in the natural on the outside, you're saying, oh, I'm dealing with epilepsy, right? And so, so, so they brought him to the disciples and the disciples couldn't heal him. Pause for a minute. Let me give you another example. And so another time there was a woman who was bent over, the Bible says, and she could not straighten up herself. And she had been that way for 18 years. And so she was in church worshiping God and she was bent over and she could in no wise lift up herself. So she had been bent over for 18 years, say 18 years. So Jesus, in both cases, Jesus dealt with the root not the fruit. He dealt with the root, not the symptoms. He looked at the boy. He was like, this is a demon. He looked at the woman. He was like, this is a demon. In both cases, he cast the demon out. He cast the demon out of the boy. He cast the demon out of the woman. And when he cast the demon out of the boy, boom, he got up. He was like, oh, daddy, I'm back to my old self. When he cast the demon out of the woman, she was like, oh, finally, I can straighten up myself. I haven't been able to do that for 18 years. He did not deal with a back problem. He did not deal with epilepsy. He saw the root of the issue. Why am I saying that about this miracle? Jesus dealt with the root. He didn't deal with the fruit. And so and what was the root? The root was the wind. The wind was causing the waves. There, were, there was wind and waves, but the wind was causing the waves to beat up on the boat. So he spoke to the wind. He rebuked the wind first. And then he said to the waves, peace be still. He rebuked the wind first. Why? Because he dealt with the root of the issue. I'm telling you that we serve a God. The Holy Ghost will tell you what the root is. When you're dealing with a challenge with your marriage, your children, your finances, whatever you're dealing with right now in 2023, you don't deal with the symptoms deal with the cause. Don't deal with the fruit. Deal with the root. The Holy Spirit will reveal to you what the root issue is. And once you deal with the root, then the fruit has to die. Once you deal with the root, once he rebuked the wind, the wave had to stop. Why? Because there's no more wind. God, we serve a God who goes right to the root of the issue. So I don't know what you're dealing with this morning, but God does. And God wants you to speak to the root of the matter. God wants you to deal with the root of the issue. And once you cut off the thing from the root, then the fruit will wither up. God wants you to address the real issue. Hey, son, why are you freaking out like that? What's going on? Hey, daughter, what's going on with you? Hey, hey, babe, come on, let's talk. What's really going on? I know you're frustrated with me right now, but what's really going on? Well, let me tell you, I know I should have told you this before. Now, what are we getting to? We're getting to the root of the matter. God wants you to get to the root of every issue. Once you deal with the root, then the fruit has to die. You got it? All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I gave you a lot already for today. You see all of these things that we can learn from these stories? I mean, Jesus was sleeping on a boat, spoke to a storm, and look at all of the stuff that we can get from it. I can teach from this again tomorrow. I don't know if I will. I'll ask God. 
if I teach from this again or move on to the next miracle, but I hope that you're enjoying this series. I want your faith to be built up. I want your faith to be edified and encouraged. You got it? Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Say this. Say, Father, I believe this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. And as I study the miracles of Jesus, my faith is increased. I am led by your spirit in all things at all times. I am your child. I hear your voice, the voice of a stranger. I will not follow. And since I'm led by your spirit, I live a solid, strong, and stable life. I'm not moved by what's happening around me. I'm only moved by what you reveal. Instead of allowing what's around me to get in me, I release what's in me into every situation, every meeting, every conversation, every virtual call. I am an influencer and I extend heaven to the earth daily. And lastly, Father, you bless me to see the root of every issue in my life. And as I address the root, the fruit has to die. The symptoms have to stop. Living this way, I declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. If you're not getting my notes, that's crazy. You get the notes for free. Todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Do me a favor. Go into the chat. Leave me some comments if this message was a blessing to you, and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Greater is coming for you. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.